Materia Media presents Adeline's Apothecary, Tales from the Ridge, Chapter 6, Arctic Cat. So one night I wake, wake with a kick, sweet little baby a kicking, and I wake, reach for my Frankie in the bed, and he not there, Frankie not there, I forget, I still forget, he gone. And he been up in the dump room six, seven, what it been now, eight day? But I starting to see, starting to feel the seriousness of this here situation, cause Frank... Frank, he one of them men, he moan and he whine when he in the mood to. Got a headache or a little cold or what have you, he'll moan and whine all day. But last couple of days, he just silent. Except for the coughing, he's silent. And my Frankie, he never go silent. No matter how sick he ever been, he never go silent. He always try to just go on with life as usual. He always try to just push through a little hoo-ha and all that. And that's how I know this Coroni so bad. Cause my Frankie gone silent. And so I wake one night and just get up. I know there ain't no use in trying to sleep no more. That miner running headed down that dark, dark tunnel ain't gonna stop. So I get up, go down the kitchen, gonna try to get some work done before little Lucy wake up. Cause we keeping Lucy home from school. Frankie says school gonna close anyway, but it ain't closed yet. But we keeping her home from school so she don't spread this thing. And that been hard. That been real hard. Having her home all day with so much to do, prepping us up for isolation. And she knows something going on, something ain't right. And, and that, that a whole other topic. But I up early, head downstairs, head to the kitchen, and walking long, sleepy, not quite awake yet. And I step on something. Big and soft, middle of the kitchen floor. It a body, a human body. And I guess, I so surprised, I guess, I step back in, and there Frankie is, middle of the floor, all splayed out, his big body just limp. Lying there limp, and my body freeze, throat tight and heart stop, I reach down, touch his face, and it cold, it too cold. He dead. My Frankie dead. But then, then his finger twitch. I open. Baby, he say, get. I thought you dead, I says, and I can't help myself. I got to touch him. I ain't touched my man in what? How long it been? My Frankie, I thought he dead, and I got to hold him. I got to hold my baby, my Frankie, and, and I go over, and, and, and he push. He pushed me away, and that hurt. That hurt good enough be pushed away. That hurt my heart good enough, so... I in a little shock, not sure what to do, but I back up, get out the kitchen, go over in the doorway, and Frankie, he's still lying on the floor. He got his mask on, lying on the floor, and I know he didn't mean to hurt me, hurt my feeling. He just trying to protect me, but it never nice. Nice to be pushed away from your husband. Can't breathe, he say. And again, I try to come over, but he put his hand out. Get, he say. 
So I go out, go out the front door, Frankie in the kitchen, lying on the kitchen floor, and I can't get no food. I'm starving, and I can't get no breakfast. I go out to my garden shed, little workshop, office of sorts, and I go in in my little nighty, starving, freezing. Did I mention that I'm pregnant? I pull on a work suit I got hanging up, granddaddy old jumpsuit. Then I go to the barn, look through the supply. We putting up supply, prepping up for isolation, total isolation. And I get myself a can of sardine. Get out a can of sardine, and I don't like to eat a canned food when I'm pregnant, but what I going to do? I starving. I gets out the sardine, head back to the workshop, and inside to make a fire. Take some of our kindling and firewood and get a little fire going, warm up a bit. And, and I'm sitting there, sitting there, looking into that flame. And I got a bad feeling, real bad feeling about what's going on, going on with Frankie's sickness. And I get a bit of panic up in my chest. It, it just come up. So I walk over the shelf, shelf where I keep up some of my medicine, and I stand, stand in front of all the medicine, looking, searching, what, what, what my Frankie need. And I don't know. I really don't know. My go-to for the lung, it always mullin. Always start with a molly. And then maybe some campaign, oh, Ella, Ella campaign, marshmallow era, a licorice if I got it on hand. But, but this, this what going on with Frank, he say his lung feel like concrete. He say he can't breathe. And no doubt his lung are already a hurting and that virus just a having a heyday. It just going wild in there, loving up them broke down old smoker lung. Oh, my Frankie, he smoked for a long time. Too long, my Frankie. He, he, he smoking the day I met him. Yeah, he come up to the house back when I taken care of Daddy, back when Daddy lived with me, and he come by, come by, take Daddy to a meeting. I out, out doing my morning training. I used to train, used to be real serious about my training, ready. I was ready, ready to take on the world, you know, living alone. I lived alone for a long time out here on the farm after my mamma passed. Anyway, I coming back from my training and got my gun with me, gun in hand, used to do target practice down in the wood. I come back, jumpsuit tied down around my waist, little tank top on, one of them real thin little men tank top, and not dress appropriate. Not dress appropriate for company at all, not at all. And I headed up to the barn, milk the goats, and I hear a whoa, and I stop. It like, what was it, seven, eight in the morning? I hear a man voice, he say, he say, whoa. And I stop in my track, cigarette smoke lofting through the air, and there this man sitting on the tailgate of my truck, truck parked up at the barn, and he looking at me, looking at me in a way make me feel real uncomfortable, real uneasy, and I don't know what to do. So I turn, turn back to the barn, go in my workshop, pull in my jumpsuit, peek out the window. And there he's standing, right outside the barn door. You know, that time in my life, I ain't really been around a man, man my own age, for a real long time, no. I'll never forget the sight of him standing there in his tight little t-shirt and jean, cowboy Buddha smoking. My Frankie is smoking. Uh, back then, day we met. Anyway... Frankie Lung, I've been worried about his lung long time now, wanting to heal it up. So 
I was standing there, standing there looking at my medicine. What I going to do for my Frankie? And I pick out a few, a few dry herb, decide to make him up specialty, try a couple of new thing. And I go and start him on the poke, the poke tincture. It ain't brewed up proper, but I go and start him on that, clear thing out a bit. But it don't got that feeling. I don't got that feeling that I got the cure, that I got the answer, that I, I in touch with his body. I'm missing something, missing a connection. What the connection? And I can't see him can't touch him, can't feel him up close. So it hard, hard for me to know. And this caused that panic to rise again. My own head, it getting dark, clouded by this year nasty little virus. And that just what that little virus I want. It wanna cloud my mind. It wanna make my own mind go blank with fear. But no, sir, I ain't gonna let it take me down. I ain't gonna let it take my Frankie down, take my Frankie lung down. No, sir, it time for Addie to go to battle. It time for Addie to take this little virus on. It time to call in all my ally, all my friend. So I gets out my medicine bag, take out my staff, old oak staff that Frankie made me, walking stick, and I head out. Head out to the ridge. Sun just arising through the tree. I see her beautiful red-orange glory arising up, but still. Still I in that tunnel, that dark tunnel, thinking on my Frankie, his body, lying there on the kitchen floor. And I head down the creek, down the creek, and stop picking a little chickweed. That chickweed stay with me all winter, and now she coming back. Growing up, and ain't it nice? Ain't them first fresh green of spring so nice? Especially when you're pregnant. Been eating old froze up green, and, and you know, system need a detox, need a break, all that winter food. So I eat my chickweed head on, my old oak staff in hand, my protector, my guide. And I walk, walking now, pick up my pace, stand up a bit straighter, and start to feel a bit better. Time I reach the top of the first ridge, I can breathe. And that sun I'm breaking up and over me, skylight with her fire. And that fire come up, come up inside me, and I feel my friend, my friend all around me. And I know we surrounded, we surrounded by medicine. What you need, what wrong with you? They're a friend, they're an ally. We got a barbary, a cleavers, a knotweed, poke, elder, dandy, moly, violet, St. John. We got a bone set, gold rod, dock, skullcap, mugwort, motherwort, yarrow, pine, white pine sap, nettle, plantain, bloodroot, trillium, chaga, multiflora, rose, a blackberry, raspberry, clover, honeysuckle, forsythia, metasweet, echinacea, angelica, bee balm, self-heal, oh the list go on and good God almighty is we bless. We is blessed with all the healing we ever need. I'm not alone. My Frankie, he not alone. We surrounded surrounded by the medicine of this good earth. So I feeling on this, feeling on this out there in the woods, sun rising in a perfect day, beautiful day, and that peace, that peace that passeth understanding begin to rise, begin to rise up through me. And I dropped to my knee, 
put my head to the ground, give thanks. Give thanks for this beautiful life. So I make my blessing, give my thanks, and there I am, quiet a morning, touching the ground, when all of a sudden, ground start to shake. Ground start to shake neath my fingers, and suddenly I hear a wild sound, sound like a chainsaw or something, a motorcycle chainsaw, I don't know what. And these headlights come, they come flying through the tree, coming straight at me, bent over on the ground, and I jump jump up, grab my staff, and I turn, turn to see this mobile, this, this, this monster, this crazy monster go flying across the creek, across the back creek, across our land, across the sweet little mossy stone, and it land right in some patch of blueberry, patch of young blueberry trying to get a foot in the world, and then suddenly, suddenly that monster die. He die. Some 50, 60 feet away, he die right there in front of me. He die. And the wood go quiet, all still, for one moment, one long moment. And then the driver get out, walk around, open the hood. And I realize it our neighbor, neighbor Steve. So I walk over, walk over, and he kind of, you know, his shoulder go up. He kind of freeze for a minute. I, what, 10, 20 feet away, rubbing my little belly, little baby in there, getting hungry. And he say, that good. Excuse me, I says, that good, he say again, as if I own his land, as if I driving my little arctic cat through his blueberry bush and not the other way around. I'm trying to keep my distance for folk right now, he say. Oh, I says, and he go try again, start the engine up, click, 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 and you know that engine don't start. That engine don't start, it dead. Dead old engine, poor little kitty. Little kitty die here in my wood today. Little Arctic kitty die. And he trying to figure out what wrong. So I go over, not sure why. It like, it like something pushing my back, pushing me toward him. And I says, let me have a look here. And he start to back up. He start backing away. And he say, I got to get that thing out of here. He say, kind of talking to himself. And he take his phone out, start doing something on his little phone. And clearly he don't know. We don't use phone up in these wood. These sacred wood. We don't use a little phone in these wood. It disrespectful. And I watching him. He cuss a bit, a blankety this and a blankety that under his breath. And he don't know. We don't cuss, neither. We don't take the good creator name in vain up in these wood. And I don't know what made me do it, but then, then I just climb in. Big old belly in the way, I climb into the driver's seat, and I ain't never been in one of these little arctic kitties. That's what I says. I says, oh, I ain't never been in one of these. It nice. It's real nice. My granddaddy, Papaw, they sure could have used something like this, I says. And I run my hand over that steering wheel, start looking round. Careful there, he say. And I keep a stroke in that steering wheel, that little kitty, Arctic kitty. And he say, he say, I hear Frankie sick. Yeah, I says, can't breathe. Say his lung feel like cement, I says. Cement, he repeat. And then... Then I sneeze. Some reason great creator sent a big sneeze through me in that particular moment, and I wipe my hand across my nose. Excuse me, I says, cause he forget his manner, forget to say bless you. He forget to bless me, I gots to bless my own self. So I says, I says, excuse me, you feeling bad too, he say. Oh, I don't know, hard to tell when you's pregnant, you know, everything done hurt. Can't tell if it a cold or the flu or this corona or just, you know, little baby wreaking havoc in there. 
and I get off the driver's seat, go around, look at the engine. You know, my granddaddy, he real good at fixing stuff, worked down at the implement, and I start touching around. You know, I don't know nothing about no engine, but it's true. My granddaddy could have fixed anything, and he did try to teach me. I just never took to it. So I touch and ran. I say, what's this? I says, and I tug it on this and tug it up. Please don't do that. Please don't, Adeline. You don't got to do that. And and I tell, and then I step away, step away. I says, I says, I says come here. I want to show you something. And I let out a little cough, kind of putting on. I let out a little cough, and he back away, back away a bit more. And I says, I says, I want to show you something here. What's that? He say. You see all these little blueberry bush here, I says. Those blueberry bush, I didn't see them. No, I reckon you didn't, I says. And at this point, I take up my staff, stand up straight, and I take a long lunge right toward him, going to get real close for my parting word. But just that, just that little movement, I guess it scared the hoodity out of him, old Steve, because at that point, he turned and he run. He just a run off into the wood. And I let out a few more little cough just to let him know he really shouldn't be a driving over them baby blueberry bush. For more stories and this week's herbal recipe, please visit adelinesapothecary.com.